I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver, and it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said, and listen to me. What you really wanna do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate. Just a quick PSA before the episode begins. These episodes um, for the next couple of weeks were recorded in advance. Um, I'm going to be away on holiday for three whole weeks in the glorious US of A, uh, which is hashtag awesome. But I also wanted to make sure and keep the content coming out. Didn't want to disappoint any listeners. So yes, there is content. Yes, 90% of it is still going to be awesome and totally relevant. But there will be little comments made here or there that you might be like, wait a second, that doesn't make sense. That person's been injured or that person's no longer on the team or something like that. But it's just because it was recorded early. So yeah, just uh, enjoy. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in episode 101 of the Dynasty Debates, the best kept secret in all of Dynasty fantasy football. I am your humble host, as always, Evan Brown, the humblest host in the biz. You can catch me over on Twitter at FFEvanLution, like Revolution, with my name Evan in it. You get it. You've been here before. You know the score. You can follow the show at Dynasty Debates, or you can drop me an email, DynastyDebates at gmail.com. Many ways to get in touch. Let me know what you love, what you hate, and what you want to hear more of on the show. We are back into the divisional breakdowns. I am super duper 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 excited, if that was enough dupers. Uh, I have the one and only Jennifer Piacenti. Uh, did I say that right, Jen? You did. It was beautiful. Uh, and before we, can I say that intro um, might be the coolest intro I've heard yet. I am great. Um, it is go time for me because fantasy football is really starting to amp up. As you know, we had the Scott Fishbowl drafts over the last week. We had our LA draft in person this last weekend. So much fun. And of course, MLB doesn't stop. We've got the all-star game tonight, home run derby last night, and we still have half a season yet to go. So it is crazy around here. No summer break uh, for the fantasy sports writer, but it's awesome too, because there's always something going on. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, again, just to showcase how amazing Jen is, she just happened to drop in there. Oh, yeah, the, the Scott Fishbowl, which is the largest like pro-am tournament <laughs> in the world that she just happened to. Was it you got to the finals in your very first attempt ever? Like yes. you got to the final 12 and, exactly. and Scott Fishbowl 10. So no big yeah. deal. No, humble brag, <laughs> but, you know, just just another of many Jen's many accomplishments here. So as you can tell, um, she knows her stuff. I'm excited. We're talking NFC West, um, sort of she's a West Coast gal. So this is kind of a similar, similar part of town for her, maybe some of these teams. So we'll see how, you know, see what the inside scoop is that she's got for us. Who is your favorite baseball team just before we move on? I'm just curious. Oh, this is not going to be a popular. I am a Houston uh -oh. Astros fan. Oh, no. Yep. Absolutely. Cheater. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. As if we're the only ones. But anyway, don't get me started. <laughs> um, yeah, I am a Houston Astros fan. I was at the 2017 World Series. I was also at the 2019 World Series where the Nationals uh, walloped us. And uh, yeah, it's been a great season of baseball. There are some really, really good teams this year. And the Yankees and the Astros are such an incredible rivalry now. So it's it's good stuff. I am a lifelong Dodgers fan. Are we going to win this year? Are we going to win the World Series, Jen? 
you are the favorites tied with yes. the New York Yankees. And, um, you know, I actually spoke to Trey Turner just the other day. I think the interview will be posting here in just humble a brag. few minutes. And yeah, humble brag. Me and Trey <laughs> talked about his slide. Um, but he, what I want to say is actually Trey Turner's a big fantasy football player. And so I no was way. able to actually ask him about it. So I wanted to give you that cool info that about probably awesome. one of your favorite players. Yeah. Yeah. Again, before we get too distracted here, I know you've got a short bit of time. Real quick uh, story about the Dodgers. I have actually seen them twice. They're the only like baseball team I've been able to see live. I'm in Northern Ireland, so not yeah. that easy to see. Um, but I have been to LA and seen them twice. Um, funny enough, they played the Rockies both times. Okay. But um, you know, I've been a Dodgers fan for years and years and years. But as you can imagine, as you know, we got we get to the playoffs all the time and lose, or we get to the, you know we get to the World Series and lose, and it's just really heartbreaking. And the last time, so um, we literally won the world series on my birthday it was like three in the oh. morning my time and oh, i was up awesome. and it was like three in the morning my time we won the world series i was like shouting running around the house like crazy so we finally broke it you know finally won on my birthday and it was super awesome so that, that was just awesome. a little fun dodgers story but right we will move on because we have lots to talk about here and as you can tell jen's already what busted out three articles today she's got an xm radio <laughs> show to go on to soon she has been kind enough to donate some time and we want to make the full use of it so we're going to straight straight up jump into the nfc west the main event fight la rams the rams finished 12 and 5 last year division champs and as we know they went on to win the super bowl any what we're doing with the divisional breakdowns is we're just trying to give you a little overview of last year any major coaching staff changes any major player changes and sort of then give you an overview how we feel about them going into 2022 and we're even going to give you a couple little sneaky players that you can maybe look to buy sell or hold on to getting ready for these fantasy seasons that are right about on us um, now as far as major changes go they did lose offensive coordinator kevin o'connell to my minnesota vikings so hopefully that works out well for us i'm excited they did keep head coach Sean McVay um, defensive coordinator Raheem Morris is still on board so I don't imagine things will overly change because I think it's pretty obvious Sean McVay is kind of the mastermind there behind the scenes um, as far as personnel on the offensive side of the ball they did trade away Robert Woods to the Titans and they haven't currently re-signed OBJ. So there has been some mix-up in the receiver room there. They did sign free agent Allen Robinson to a three-year, $46.5 million contract. They did give Matthew Stafford a four-year, $160 million extension. And Cooper Cup, the man who just broke all records that could be broken for wide receivers, signed a three-year, $80.1 million contract extension. In the draft, as you can imagine, as the joke goes, they didn't have a lot of draft picks. F them picks, um, as as the GM would say. They only managed to grab one offensive skill position player. That was Kyron Williams, the running back they drafted in the fifth round. So there you go. There's your sort of like Reader's Digest catch-up of the LA Rams in case you've forgotten um, that these Super Bowl champs, what they've been doing, what they've been up to in the offseason. So before we go any further, I just want to throw it to Jen here. What are your What's your overwhelming vibe? What's your feel about the Rams heading into 2022? Oh, my overwhelming vibe is basically they are going to maintain dominance in this league. I think they've got the swagger. You know, this is actually the second year we're going to see Matt Stafford with Cooper Cup. Uh, and of course, he gets Allen Robinson as well. There's a lot of talent here. You've got Cam Akers coming back. You've got Sean McVay staying. It's just a second year of chemistry. Now, there are things that will work against that too. You know, defenses will have had time to plan, et cetera, et cetera. But for the most part, you got Matt Stafford finally you know, going from zero to hero really, really quickly. And now he gets that extra benefit of a year 
of chemistry with this team and a team that's used to winning. And I think they're going to come back with some swagger. And I think they're going to stay on top of this division fairly easily. Yeah, I can easily see that. I was actually thinking about this as we prepped for this episode. That's actually a really scary thought (laughs) for a lot of the other teams that aren't the Rams. Absolutely. Because there was a lot of talk. We all forget this because, you know, we see it and then we forget about what we were talking about last offseason. But there was a lot of talk. A lot of people were doubting how well Stafford would just come straight in and be able to acclimate to McVay's system and all this sort of stuff. And we weren't sure about how well he was going to do. Maybe he's going to take time and all of a sudden he just absolutely, you know, lit the world on fire, basically. And him and Cooper Cup, you know, snapping necks and writing checks out there and just making a name for themselves. So uh, if we look back at last year, again, because the, the mastermind Sean McVay is still there, I think we'll to your point, probably experienced similar, similar sort of play style, similar regime in charge. Um, when we look at some of the underlying stats from last year, which is something I try to do when I'm projecting forward into the next season, I want to see what do I expect from this team? What are we thinking we're going to get? Um, so I look at things like, for example, pace of play. So the Rams were 11th in pace of play. So top third of, of the NFL in pace of play. They kept the ball moving. They kept things going, which we like to see. We want more plays. We want more chance of our fantasy studs scoring some points. And then also what I like to look at is a stat called DVOA, which we've been talking about in this divisional breakdown, which is literally just stands for defense value over average and basically what that means is they're looking at the circumstances the the situations that this team or this player or this offensive line found themselves in how did they perform and what value did they bring um, were they above expectations were they below expectations or were they middle of the pack the Rams finished eighth in DVOA so again very very healthy top 10 um, and then if we look at actual breakdown of how did they perform in their run in the run game in the passing game what were they good at what were they not so good at we look at run pass and overall success rates and the way that's broken down is a play is considered successful when it gains at least 40 percent of yards to go on a first down 60 percent of yards to go on a second down or 100 percent of yards to go on third or fourth down and when we're talking those kind of metrics the rams were 47 percent run success which was 23rd so it was a little bit lower but again if we Think back to what did that running back room look like? We lost Cam Akers, sadly, before the season even began. Daryl Henderson had some issues with his own health. Sonny Michelle came in partway through the season. So it was kind of a hodgepodge mixture of a running back room. So that makes a little bit of sense to me when we think 23rd, a little bit lower than we would have expected for a team that good. But then we flip the page and we look at the pass success rate, 53%, which was second in the NFL. And overall, for successful play rate, it was 51%, which is fifth in the NFL. So a very high-powered offense, a very efficient offense, um, and a couple of the other stats that I find really interesting – they were number one in targets to the wide receiver position at 415 targets, which was actually 72.8% of their targets going to the wide receiver position. Um, and, and with regards to, they were actually ninth in total passing volume. So again, very high pass offense. Um, it is also very highly sort of concentrated on the wide receivers. They are second and sixth least targets to the running back and tight end room. So I feel like that can kind of give us a little bit of a sneaky, you know, kind of game plan and how we want to attack maybe some of these fantasy pieces. We're expecting a, a, a really efficient offense, a high volume offense in the passing game. I think that's why they wanted Matthew Stafford. They wanted that guy who can be a gunslinger mentality, um, who can just literally 
not even worry if he throws an interception, just keep going, keep slinging it and keep throwing to those wide receivers. The running backs and tight ends, not so much, but again, it'll be interesting to see how that comes together. Now that they have hopefully a healthy cam makers in the backfield and some people to back him up with all those sort of stats with obviously your initial take, Jen, those stats that we've just talked about there, where would you say your confidence level is in the offensive skill position players for the Rams going into 2022 on sort of a scale between one and 10? It's a 10. I mean, I I really can't. I have no lack of confidence in this group. Now, I would prefer to see Matt Stafford throw a fewer picks, (laughs) but I think that's something that can happen now that, you know, he's got, I think he's going to have better decision-making skills. He certainly got better at that in the postseason. Again, this has to do with timing. This has to do with knowing the system, knowing your weapons. And I think that's only going to take a step forward. Now it's hard to imagine that you could take many more steps forward, especially if you're say Cooper cup, like are you Superman? Are you actually an Avenger? You know, if he were to take a step forward from last season, that would be phenomenal. But Overall, I mean, I think this is a complete team and they didn't shy away from shoring up their defense, their old line, every, they have it, they have everything. So there's no reason not to have confidence in this Rams team. Yeah, I I would have to say I pretty much agree with you. I gave them a 9.5 and I thought I was being generous. But of course, Jen is bringing the heat today. She's given them a, a perfect 10. It's going to be impossible to top that. We're actually going to transition slightly because one thing that I really love to do on the show whenever possible is give you guys actionable advice. So it's good to talk, you know, the kind of ethereals or the ideas of what we like, what we don't like. But actually, when you put nuts and bolts, you know, what, what kind of players are you looking to get out of here? What players are you looking to get rid of? How do you want to attack this? offense so we're going to talk a buy as in b-u-y what player are we buying the hype on we want on our teams what player are we saying goodbye to we don't want on our teams and what's a sneaky stash somebody that we just think is too low for adp so average draft position someone that should be um, worth more than they're currently valued at so guess first jen who do you have for us as a buy like who are you trying to get on the team before the season begins now um it is cooper cup And that being said, I understand that Cooper Cup is due for regression because it's absolutely out out of your mind performance. The guy had 191 targets last year, nearly 2,000 receiving yards. That's just in the regular season. We won't even talk about how he tore it up in the postseason, right? 16 end zone trips. It's phenomenal. That being said, um, I do believe he's worth a first round pick. And if you like to build your team, uh, starting with the wide receivers, zigging when other people zag, I can't think of a better first round pick. Maybe Justin Jefferson. I really like Justin Jefferson this year too. And of course, Jamar Chase is in the conversation, but you know, Devonte Adams and Tyree kill who have perennially been that, you know, wide receiver one option. I don't think they're getting, um, they're getting quarterback downgrades from what I can see this year. So they're falling and, you know, Cooper cup. I know he's 29, but again, as I said, second year with Matt Stafford, I do think defenses will be able to scheme more for him, but Hey, defenses are scheming versus Justin Jefferson and Jamar chase. Now too. Cooper cup is pretty phenomenal. So I am okay. Buying Cooper cup. He is clearly the number one guy. And you know what? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I would like to have, and I haven't gotten him yet, but I'd like to have at least one team where I have Cooper Cup. Yeah, and I think the interesting thing as well, when we talk about Dynasty, so many people get so freaked out about age that you know they're like, oh my gosh, he's 29, I can't possibly, you couldn't possibly have him. And you heard a lot of that this offseason from people saying, you know, sell Cooper Cup, sell. And 
I mean, first of all, all receivers are different the way they age and how they age and what their game is. And Cooper Cup's not a speed demon. He's not that guy who's he's not a Deshaun Jackson who's going to take right. the top off the defense. Those are the guys that you really get worried about once they hit that 29-30 because then their speed can just go and then they're kind of like, well, what do they bring? Cooper Cup is a pretty complete receiver. He's not really a speedster, so I'm not really worried about his speed. And like you said, if you can get a discount if somebody is freaked out and you can get him for cheaper than what he's actually going to value, then that would be phenomenal. Uh, my buy is actually his teammate Allen Robinson. So the new, the new, new kid on the block. Now he comes in at wide receiver forty-two, and that's one of the reasons why for me he's a buy. He's a bit older as well, but again, he's not a speedster. He's not a speed demon. We've already talked about the fact that the Rams love to sling the rock. They are literally ninth in total pass volume last year, five hundred and seventy pass attempts, and not only that, but they just love throwing it to the wide receiver. So I've already touched on it. I mean, we're talking almost. 75% of the targets going to the wide receiver position. Allen Robinson has always been disrespected for years and years and years. He was always in that Brandon Cook sort of mold where nobody ever believed in him, even when he was putting up top 12 numbers with Mitchell Trubisky. So I feel like him locked in with that nice contract for the next couple of years, if you can get him as a contender for your wide receiver like three on your team, you're going to be laughing. So that's who I would be looking to try and scoop up on the team before the season begins. What about your bye like goodbye see you later don't want you on the team it's not you it's me um i don't we don't need you around here anymore who do you got for us jen yeah it's tyler higby um and it's simply because i just don't see a pathway for targets as you mentioned earlier they do not target their tight ends often in los angeles and there was a a while where tyler higby looked like a stud i think that was end of 2019 uh, he was finding the end zone a lot, uh, but that was a completely different situation with Jared Goff. And this is not the way Matt Stafford plays, and this is not the way they win. Now, Tyler Higby was a little bit better towards the end of the season, and certainly one could argue, hey, but there's a lot of vacated targets. There's no OBJ anymore. There's no Robert Woods. You just got Allen Robinson. I just don't see them going the way of Tyler Higby. Um, so, I, you know, again, he's not too pricey. You know, it's not going high off the board in ADP, but certainly in a dynasty league, I see no reason to have Tyler Higby on your roster. Jen, I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but I agree with you once again. <laughs> I dig it. I am actually going to say, I'm going to put out a player's name here that it, it hurts me a little bit, hurts my heart to say, but I'm going to say goodbye to Cam Akers off my squad um, for a couple of reasons. It does worry me and scare me, this whole Achilles that he had last year. I really was loving seeing him come back. That was awesome. And I'm super hopeful that he does come back and be the cam makers that we wanted him to be. But he did not look right in the playoffs last year, in my opinion. We'll have to see how it goes. But for me, running backs are such a, they're here for a good time, not a long time in Dynasty anyways. Once you have a guy coming off of such a serious injury, and he's still being valued as the RB14 in startup drafts, so literally borderline RB1. If I can pivot off of him um, onto somebody like a Travis Etienne plus something like that, I feel like that's easily a lateral move, maybe even a move upwards. So that for me would be sort of my reasonings um, just because I'm a little bit worried about the health situation. I still don't know how much he's going to catch the ball because as we've already alluded to, they don't really pass the ball that much the Rams to the running back position. Um, Daryl Henderson is a decent enough pass catching back. I just don't see... I don't see the upside unless he's fully 100% healthy and is getting 90% of the workload and gets a lot of touchdowns. I'm not sure that he's going to be this amazing piece to build around for years and years to come. So that's why I would sort of maybe say goodbye to Cam Akers if you can get a juicy offer. Obviously, don't sell for pennies on the dollar. What about a sneaky stash then? Who do you got for us, Jen? This name here surprised me, so I'm curious to hear your take on it. 
Yeah, it's Tutu Adwell, right? Okay, we already discussed that there's a lot of vacated targets, and we are expecting Van Jefferson to be that third guy, but this is a Dynasty podcast. Uh, Tutu Atwell has actually been doing well in early camp reports, and it's it's reported that Matt Stafford really likes him and has good chemistry with him. Of course, how much stock can you put in these? But hey, it's a freebie. It's a freebie. You can take him, you can pick him up off the waiver wire. You can take him in the last round of your redrafts. And for dynasty leagues, listen, as you continually mention, this offense targets their wide receivers. One injury, everybody bumps up one. And Tutu Atwell could be someone that you can stream from week to week. I know he's small, but I'm small too. Therefore, he's on my team. So I like him as a very sneaky stash. And I would like to say that it's Kyron Williams. I do like Kyron Williams, certainly for dynasty. This year, coming back from the foot injury, I'm a little nervous as far as a redraft. Love it. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that is team mighty mouse there. I'm all aboard. I get it. Um, my sneaky stash is the aforementioned Van Jefferson. I think it surprises people to realize that he finished as like, I believe a borderline wide receiver three last year. He finishes like wide receiver 36, 38, somewhere in there, depending on your scoring. So he's kind of one of those guys that gets very undervalued for what he does bring, especially if you're in a deeper league or maybe a multi-flex sort of position. He's coming in at wide receiver 76 on sleeper. So you're really not going to have to spend up much to get him and i will throw in kyron williams as well because this is a dynasty podcast uh, my understanding is they really like him so far they're excited about the future they're not overly keen on keeping daryl henderson there long term um daryl henderson is in a contract year so if daryl henderson did get injured or if kyron does come back healthy he could even carve out a role for himself this year and he comes in at rb 58 so again both those guys very cheap and what i want just to put a bow on this section here what is i want to ask every guest as we're doing these divisional breakdowns to give me a bold prediction something they genuinely believe could happen um for this team in 2022 and do you have a bold prediction for us jen I do. My bold prediction is that Allen Robinson wins the Comeback Player of the Year award. As you said, look, this guy has been continually disrespected. Now, it did look like he lost a step last year. He wasn't getting the same separation, but I think his heart just wasn't in it. And we've seen this kid produce with Blake Bortles. For God's sakes. And as you mentioned, Mitch Trubisky, he can put up amazing numbers. So now it's like how they revived the career of OBJ, right? He looked like a superstar once he got to Los Angeles. Matt Stafford's a gunslinger. And I think Allen Robinson could really, really, I mean, they signed him to a three-year deal. They're serious about him. And I'm excited for Allen Robinson. I think he has a real chance to win comeback player of the year. Love it. Yeah. I mean, I'm my bull prediction is just again, because I do believe in the talent of the team. I believe in in what the way they want to run their offense. I'm going to say that all three of their wide receivers t- finishes top 36 receivers this year easily. Uh, probably even top 30. I would say um, Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson all finish inside the top 30 wide receivers in 2022. There you have it, folks. That is the LA Rams. Go and get some LA Rams on your team, unless it's Cam Akers or Tyler Higby, and maybe which you just want to ship them off. But there you have it. We are moving on again to the next team in the division. I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver ran, it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said, and listen to me. What you really want to do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate. 